Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. I think this is an interesting week in terms of how the lessons come together to point to the complexity that Jesus is sharing in what he experienced in this healing in our gospel reading for today. That's not always the case that the Old Testament psalm and New Testament letter all speak to the same theme as the gospel, but this week, I think that they do. The first lesson really speaks to the same tension that we hear in the gospel between serving those in need and resting in order to give thanks for all of God's blessings in our lives and in our world. And the other lessons really set up how the religious leaders of Jesus' time got so caught up in what was a good thing to stop and give thanks, because it is indeed important. Listen to this description. I've shared it before from a contemporary Jewish writer about the observance of Sabbath. They write, Shabbat is an island in time, a day of rest in the rush of activity that engulfs the other six days of the weekly cycle. For 25 hours, from sundown Friday evening to nightfall Saturday night, we cease all creative involvement with our surroundings, transcend the worries and struggles of our daily existence, and enjoy the divine tranquility of God's day of rest. We all know the story of how God created the world in six days, they write, and rested on the seventh, but creation was not a one-time event. It is an ongoing process. God is continually creating our world in a cosmic cycle of work and rest. By resting on Shabbat, we bring our own lives in sync with the divine cycle of creation. We attest to God's creation of the world, affirm our own role as God's partners in creation, and bring wholeness, holiness, and purpose into our lives. Now, this sounds beautiful and good, and it is, but we can have a hard time reconciling this vision with a strict observance of the law's to accomplish it. In fact, it can get very technical. This was one of the exchanges that I found on that same forum in terms of practices. A new observer writes this, said, I'm trying to become a more Shabbat observant. I can walk to temple. Can I not carry gloves if it is cold? What about tissues if I need to blow my nose? And the response from the rabbi was, many halakhic authorities prohibit gloves on Shabbat in a public domain because of the potential to accidentally remove them and hold them. However, if you are walking with a group of Shabbat observers, there is room for leniency because people will remind each other not to hold the gloves. Tissues should not be carried at all. Now, we read these things, and we can easily become judgmental and want to quote Jesus as he stands there with the Pharisees that day. It's easy to go there when we see this kind of strict strict adherence to these laws about rest. 
How can they miss the boat, we think, and miss out on the essence and the center of this practice to transcend the worries and struggles of our daily existence and enjoy the divine tranquility of God's day of rest? But before we get high on our thrones, we have to ask ourselves, are we any better? And the answer most of the time is an unequivocal no. We are not obsessed with our rest, quite the opposite, we are obsessed with our work. We're obsessed with our laws, written and unwritten, about the necessity and the veneration of our work ethic. Max Weber's famous work, The Protestant Ethic and the Spirit of Capitalism, seeks to outline how the rise of a vocational calling and predestination and Calvinism came together to create to a societal definition of worth and salvation that closely align to one's ability to be successful in a capitalistic system. In essence, our society has taken the good of hard work and success and unhelpfully tied it to a sense of achieved worth. While our Reformation theology will always tell us that our ultimate worth is a gift of grace, apart from our work, we quickly turned that back around on its head and reconnected our worth to material success. Whether it is strict adherence to the works of the law or to our material success and productivity, Jesus says no to all of them, reminding us instead that our ultimate significance comes through our identity as beloved children of God. Jesus points on this day to the supremacy of love and mercy as the foundation of our identity as children of God. We see it in his healing, and we see it in his sorting out of the importance of the Sabbath. That, I think, is the ultimate lesson that we can miss out on in this exchange, that it's not Jesus trying to have a debate about the observance of the Sabbath. He's having an exchange about the nature of the kingdom of God and how we participate in the kingdom as it comes among us now. Jesus is making the point that the Sabbath, and in fact all of the law, serves to point us towards the kingdom of love and grace and mercy, and that it's always about the spirit of that law more than the letter of the law. But while that's such an important context, and ultimately the real point of the lesson, we can't lose track of the good of the Sabbath experience and what the spirit of the law teaches us about our place in the kingdom of God. For one, I think it reminds us that our place is as one of the creation in the order of creation. Our observance of Sabbath is, in fact, our admission that we are not the Creator. We are not God. Our work, as crucial and vital as we may think it is, never rises to the level of the Creator. And if even the Creator rests, why do we think that we don't also need to rest in the rhythm of our existence? After all, even though Jesus is healing on the Sabbath here, that doesn't change the fact that we see in other passages the balance that Jesus keeps in his own life between rest and work, so much so at times that it seems to confuse the disciples. They feel like they're really getting on a roll. They're out there in the community. They're doing all kinds of great stuff. Let's go, Jesus, and suddenly he's not there. And Where did Jesus go? And they realize he's gone off once again 
to pray, and to rest. Jesus knew the importance of Sabbath even as he healed on that day. Which brings me back to that main point that Jesus was making, that the Sabbath and, in fact, all of the law serves to point us towards the kingdom of love and grace and mercy, and that's always about the spirit of that law more than the letter. While a hyper-focus on the letter of the law of Sabbath observance may miss the boat in our estimation, it is, in fact, this observance of Sabbath, though, which gives us the perspective to be able to be not so hyper-focused on the letter of the law. Because it's when we're burnt out and down to our last straw that we get so brittle and so irritated that we begin to lose the ability to celebrate the spirit of the law and remember all of our blessings instead of our burdens in our lives. I had a call with a member this last week that needed to vent about their work. Their work, they work hard every day on behalf of others, but they're finding it increasingly difficult to keep their perspective in the midst of high-pressure situations and long hours. So in addition to being a sounding board, my main counsel was to reflect on their Sabbath-taking. Could they maybe even find a way to build into their work rhythms a sabbatical time, a longer season of rest. It isn't often possible in many occupations, but I can't tell you how many times during my ministry how I've had a conversation with someone who has just lost a job or just quit a job, and they are incredibly anxious in that moment. But six to 12 months later, we're talking again, and they point to one of the reasons that they're feeling better at that time in the midst of their new work is that they had that time apart, that they had a forced sabbatical to rest instead of work. They stop for a moment to breathe, and they see just how blessed they are in their lives in so many ways. And they lose that edge that it started to eat away at their souls. And they now look at their jobs and at their families and at their whole existence in a new light. I was supposed to be on sabbatical this summer, but I delayed an additional year to reapply for a Lilly Foundation grant that would enable me to do some trips that I otherwise wouldn't be able to take. And I'll hear about that grant sometime in the next two weeks, but either way, I will be taking a sabbatical next summer. 25 years into ministry, I'm ready for another season of rest and restoration so that I can continue to be an agent of grace in this community, so that I can continue to point towards all of the blessings that God bestows in our midst. Next week, we'll have our Connections weekend out in the gathering stage was an opportunity to think about how you can serve in the coming year, but it's also an opportunity to think about the connections you can make that will help you to find a better balance in your life between work and rest. I urge you to find the time you need for rest and renewal in your life. Following Jesus is rarely about getting all of the rules life rules right and working harder than the next person. It's much more often about getting our hearts right. 
and trusting in the Lord of the Sabbath to guide us, to restore us, and to free us to respond to God's love poured out for the sake of the world. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.